As older adults with vision loss, we understand your fears, your frustrations, and feelings of isolation. The Alliance on Aging and Vision Loss is here to help you as you pursue the independent lifestyle you deserve. For more information, visit www.aavl-blind-seniors.org or call 916-995-3967 for more information. AAVL, a supporter of the ACB Media Network. The opinions expressed on the ACB Media Network are those of the content providers and should not be viewed as an endorsement of any product or service. Nor does it reflect the views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Welcome in, take my hand, say hello to who you know and who you don't and who you can. We'll give promise to your springtime and beginnings to your ends. We'll try not to be cautious, we'll be friends. Welcome in everyone to a very, very special Visibilities tonight. It's hard to believe it was two years ago tomorrow, May 28th, 2020, that we did our first visibilities. And I had come up with the idea of the name of it. I had used it for something else once before. And, uh, but then kind of renamed it with visually impaired senior abilities. And the whole idea was that as time goes on, those of us who have been blind or had low vision for a tremendous amount of time have a lot of different issues from people who are recently uh, facing sight loss. And so I was hoping that we could kind of be like a mentor to some of those folks. They could um, learn from what we've learned over a long period of time. Uh, And the reality is that we have some very, very different issues. Uh, You know, if I was just thinking it when uh, Larry was playing the commercial, um, we have so many seniors who this is all a whole new world to. And we have a lot more seniors who are face, have, who have been facing blindness and low vision all their lives or for 20 or 30 or 40 years. Um, and so that's where, where the whole idea came from. You know, there are people who do need certain services when they're in a particular situation. At the time, I was especially talking about medical situations where people, um, I was using an example back then of my husband and I dealing with our local hospital here. Um, They social service person at the hospital didn't think that I should be allowed out of bed to get to the bathroom in my single room uh, because I might trip. I I won't see where the bathroom is. 
not sure where she thought I would might have an accident or something. Um, and when Frank was in, and Frank's totally blind, and he was getting dressed to come home, and she went in and asked him what he thought he was doing, and he said, I'm getting dressed to leave. Where did you get the clothes from? He said, out of my closet. How do you know it's your closet? And then, how do you know those are your clothes? Those kinds of things that we all face those kinds of, those kinds of issues, but sometimes through various techniques and just living with blindness and low vision through the years, we've, we've learned so much and we've used, and, and we have so many abilities and that carries over to people who have lost vision last week as much as it does to people who lost it 50, 60, 70, 80 years ago. Um, you know, we, we all have different levels of abilities, no matter what it is. And that's why I thought that we could, you know, work together through visibilities to help one another and to encourage one another. But to encourage one another to expand our abilities, to use our abilities, not to, um, all too often we see people coddled at, at when they're older and lose vision. And that just makes it so difficult uh, for them, you know, they've got enough issues to deal with, with, with sight loss. They shouldn't be dealing with ones that get made up for them. Um, and I guess, I guess that's kind of the advocacy at, at heart that we've all learned to live with and to be a part of through the years. Anyway, that's how it got started. And so I had... Here's a real quick question for anyone that has a quick answer for us. Um, who was the first guest on Visibilities? Anybody know? Our first guest speaker? If you're thinking... Um, I know, but we talked about it before, so I'm not going to say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Unless you want to pay me. <laughs> <laughs> Your check's in the mail, too. Yeah, yeah thanks so much. <laughs> Kathy Gerhardt. Was it Jeff Tom? It was as the president of AAVL, of the Alliance on Aging and Vision Loss. It was. And then we started a, it started, well, I started this whole thing with the idea of maybe running it four to six weeks. I thought we'd do four weeks and see if it caught on and expanded it to six. And the first six weeks, were, we used a theme that, quite honestly, I had forgotten about, came across it recently when I started putting this together. And that is, and it's, so it's back on our website and such now, and that is celebrating our abilities. And that's what I think we need to be doing on a regular basis. We need to celebrate what we, what we have accomplished, what we can accomplish, and where we want to take ourselves with our abilities into the future. 
And in doing that, we've brought on many, many guests. I wouldn't want to guess how many guests have been on because, you know, it was like, okay, well, this week we're going to do, we had a great guy, David Baharian, came on and talked um, with us about ex- uh Assistive, assisted living, independent living, that kind of thing. Um, then another week we would have the voting task force and there might be four of them. There might be nine of them. Uh, you know, see, so you just get into so many numbers. There just have been probably when you get looking at it that way, we have probably had hundreds of guests on visibilities and they are what have made visibility is the success that it has been you know two years ago if somebody had told me that i was going to put together a website that we would have an email list that we would be on acb media one every friday night with the exception of tonight um and all that we've done and all of the great people that have come forward and offered advice asked questions uh Give uh, shared their levels of expertise with us, we never would have, I never would have believed that this would happen. As I say, I thought we might get four weeks out of it. And we are uh, close on to 100 right now. We're, uh, I believe we're at 93, but I'm not certain. Um, and so I just want to thank all of you. And I really mean this from the bottom of my heart. I want to thank all of you for all that you have given to me, to visibilities and to one another over the course of the last two years. It really does mean a lot. We've come a long, long way from those very early days. Uh, we had a lot of topics that we came up with over the over the last two years that uh, people wanted to have uh, more information on or talk about. We've just done so much that varies so much. And um, I'm guessing that this might be either Gabriel or Anthony has his hand. It's, who's on the account Blind LGBT Pride? Hey, it's Anthony. There we go. I figured it was one of the two of you. (laughs) Uh, Good evening. Good evening. So I I wanted to be here to celebrate with you for two years. And, you know, I come from an Italian-American background. I'm also LGBTQ. And in those two communities, we revere. We, We look at those who have come before us. We learn from them. We take their nuggets. We understand that what they offer to us is valuable, is going to shape the way that we move forward in the world. And, and we assimilate the wrongs, the rights, you know, the things that work, the things that didn't work. And so, you know, the original mission of Visibilities and what it's morphed into is absolutely beautiful as a fellow ACB media show host we've always had a beautiful working relationship you come to sunday edition i come to visibilities we both celebrate tuesday topics paul i know you're on here somewhere and you're going to get your chance to speak but um ultimately speaking you do 
an incredible job here every week, every Friday night. It's a place for the audience to come and understand, to learn, to have fun. You tell stories. You bring us back to the early days. Me personally, I bow at your feet, Miss Terry Pacheco. Because I think you you have given me in the past, you know, two and a half, three years, you've given me such incredible acceptance, love, and then the knowledge base. I can talk about what's going on now, but I, it's very often that I can't reference it, back, reference it back to anything in the past. But the first person I call is you, Penny, Paul, you know, a couple of others are on the speed dial as well. But... I call Terry. If I, if I need to know or understand something, I call Terry. So congratulations on two years. This is an amazing show, and I'm so glad that you're celebrating tonight. Thank you so much, Anthony. That really you're welcome. means a lot. But, you know, it's been everybody. It really has been a joint effort. It's um, You kind of actually just reminded me of something um, that Paul and Anthony and I have been working on of late and that is should anyone be here that's uh that this would be appropriate for we are in the in the years gone by um these last two years we have had people on sometimes all three shows uh, <laughs> yes. from each from the various special interest affiliates that are presenting a program at the national Con- conference and convention and what we decided this year was that the three of us would uh put out we put out a uh request and i think i put a reminder out the other day um that what we would like to do is split them up and do some of them on Sunday edition, some on Tuesday topics and some on visibilities so people can get a chance to hear it without it taking four weeks like it did last year (laughs) to get all the affiliates done um, because there's still so much more. The affiliates and the committees. I'm sorry, I forgot the committees on there. Uh, So if anyone does have a convention program uh, for your affiliate, please get in touch with me. I kind of said that I would head it up. And um, right now we have, we do have some and we will be announcing them probably next week. Um, yeah. <laughs> we'll at least be lining them up next week. Anyhow. Uh, and we do have some, but we do have room for some more. So please, if you do know about, a special interest affiliate that's got a program coming up, tell them to get in touch with me. They can either use my email address that everybody seems to know, or ideally send it to visibilities50 at gmail.com. Hey, Terry, can I say one more thing before I go? Of course you can. You know, everybody out there that's listening tonight, this lady here, has got the knowledge of ACB. She hasn't been involved for the full 60 years that ACB has been around. But if you have a question, if you're if you need to reference something for the 60 years that ACB has been around, your first reference should be Miss Terry Pacheco. And she's my first reference. And I want to thank you for everything that you've helped me with over the, the last couple of years. And again, Congratulations on two years. I'm going to mute myself now, but 
You go, girl. <laughs> well, thank you. And no, actually, I've only been around for 50 years. And I did take a few hiatus. Hiatus is hiatus. I, I'm not sure what the plural is of hiatus. Um, I did take a few hiatus through the years. And hiatus. I think a lot of us. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> um, a lot of us have needed to at times because, you know, um, life gets in the way sometimes. And life oftentimes, virtually all the time, is something that needs to come first. Whether it's your job, your your employment, your job, your uh, family, friends, uh, children, grandchildren. There are, you know, blindness is a part of us. It is not us. And I think that's... um, something that we all need to it's you know one of the things we all need to understand that there are blindness is a part of our lives it is not the biggest part of our lives at least that's my always been my philosophy um we do have several people on here this evening that i do want to acknowledge um Oh, where to begin? As I say, Jeff was our first speaker. Um, I'm just kind of looking down. Christine Chaikin is, I'm just going through the list of, of participants right now. So this is not alphabetical. It's not even chronological. Christine Chaikin has been, Christine and I have become a team of late, it seems, with uh, the Council of Citizens with Low Vision International, especially with the Let's Talk Low Vision program that they do once a month and uh, with plenty of their other programs too. But Christine was on here earlier this year and did a program with me on uh, shortcuts, computer shortcuts, on computer shortcuts. Anybody ever needs to know a shortcut to anything that has to do with a Microsoft application, believe me, Christine knows the answer. Or if she doesn't, she knows where to find it. She's amazing at that. Um, Kathy, um, Meryl Schechter has been on several times. Um, she, I think, was, as I recall, maybe two years ago, Meryl, um, we had her on as one of the Chase Fellows when we did an, awards, an award for that. Uh, well, we did the um, the... the a program on ACB awards and scholarships and. Oh, yes, and you did. The, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the uh, Chase fellowships and that we've had the people on from the awards committee, from the voting task force committee. Um, but we've also had people on, on totally different subjects. We've had people talking about re-nesting, you know, when, when, um, when the COVID pandemic started, we all started, oh, we're not going into our office. Where are we going to put our office now at home? We, Those of us that were working full time and got the opportunity to continue working from home needed to uh, come up with some new ideas of where are we going to put the computer and the filing cabinet? And in my case, two Braille embossers and a Perkins Brailler and um, cases of 
paper and all kinds of things. Um, the guest room got re, 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 purposed, repurposed. <laughs> that's the word I want. Repurposed into an office. Um, I don't think a guest would even want to look at it right now. It's been, it's been overly repurposed into that. Uh, but we've, you know, we, we've done all of that kind of thing. We did a program on, uh, on the, uh, again, on the idea of kind of re-nesting more than repurposing. Um, do you want, to, do you want, what do you want to do with your, retirement years do you want to stay where you live now do you want to uh, make adjustments to your home now as i did frank and i did we um for instance when we did our kitchen over we put the washer and dryer there rather than in the basement so that we could pretty much make it a single level living um, if you're living in an apartment or a townhouse, do you want to do something more along those lines? Um, would you be more comfortable in an, indep in an independent retirement community? Or would you be more comfortable in assisted living? Um, you know, what is it in, that you would work best for you? What would be your um, ideal? And how close to that ideal can you make it? Personally, my ideal included a swimming pool, and I don't have one of those. So I got it pretty close, though. Um, I'm trying to think of some of the other things I've been kind of going through lists of. We had, we've talked about uh, Social Security as far as... Um, Federal employees are concerned, whether you're on FERS or CSRS and all of that kind of thing. Um, what do you? What would your ideal retirement situation be? Um, are you a a person who likes to travel a lot? We've done some programs on traveling. We've done um, programs on. Traveling with low vision, traveling with uh, as a blind person. Um, we've done programs. We did a program one night with uh, a couple of the guide dog schools on their policies concerning uh, giving dog giving guide dogs to older people and. Uh, I think we're going to be doing that one again before too long because uh, I think some of the schools have, my understanding is that some of the schools have done a good bit of changing in that area. Uh, and it's for the best, for the better. But so I really do think that we need to go back to celebrating our abilities. We have a lot to do, but I want to know what you folks think we should be doing as well. And so you know, anybody that wants to chime in, please raise your hand and I'd be glad to include you in the conversation. One of the other things that we did this year, this past year, the, some of the more recent things that we've done is I've decided that we would honor 
one person each month, probably a man, since we did such a big job on women this year. Um, and so in January, our resident streamer, uh, Larry Gassman, was our man of the year. Um, I think it was in February, we had uh, Rick Morin, um, both of whom have fascinating, fascinating backgrounds. Uh, I I remember when Larry was on and he brought, he had clips of, uh, that call is a great one. And I think that one's on the website now. If it isn't, it will be soon because I know I've edited it recently. Um, The recording of it. That was a great call with the barber shopping and old time radio and the great story of Larry and John, his brother, uh, doing the Rose Bowl, the Tournament of Roses parade. That was I love that story. I could listen to him tell that all day long. I think you edited uh, that down to about two minutes and thirty seconds. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> we might have needed to because we had the who's on first there too. <laughs> I forgot about that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh goodness. Oh my goodness. And um, one of the other things, one of the other groups we've had are a number of the um, the multicultural affairs committee, the women's uh, the women's committee. Uh, Another program that we did back in the fairly early days, we did a program that I invited all of the facilitators of the daytime community calls to come on just to let people know about what's going on on their calls. Um, That has changed quite a bit from then. I kind of ran through it thinking about running some of the sound clips from it tonight. And that has changed quite a bit over the years, but that's what it needs to do. It needs to change. We need to keep moving forward. We need to keep uh, expanding our horizons. Not to sound like I'm getting into too many cliches, but um, that, you know, that was, that was another good show we did. Um, We've done, we've done a lot of, we've done, at this time of year, last year, we did uh, spices and gardening and herbs. And I know at one point we did a show one night with Penny Reader and Debbie, Debbie, whose last name just went out of Hazelton, um, and Debbie Hazelton uh, with some cooking tips. And uh, I, oh, I think that was the show that we did just before Easter last year. Because I know somewhere on there, she asked me how I cook my lamb. Um, And, you know, we just all, it's just been the most wonderful opportunity to exchange ideas. And so I I would really love to hear from some of you, what would you like to see us bring back? What would you like to see us move forward with? And so anytime you want to raise a hand or bring up, mention any of that tonight, you're more than welcome to. Um, and I, I really encourage you because that's what creates dialogue on here. Going back to, I'm going to make an announcement and he doesn't know about this. 
um, going back to doing our man of the month, I guess, um, is probably the best term we're going to have for it. Uh, there is someone, I'm just making sure he's still here. He is. He is who is going to, who I would like to have as our June man of the month. And he's down near the bottom of this list. And he's someone who knows more of the history of ACB, I think, than I do, at least through my missing ears. And that is Mr. Paul Edwards. And um, Paul, if you would unmute and tell me that you would agree to be our man of the month, we and I will do an interview <laughs> on one of our uh, June shows. <laughs> Thank you. It's kind of you. It's kind of you to consider it. Uh, I, 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 we could maybe do it on the Juneteenth. Um, that might be a very good idea. <laughs> I was kind of thinking of doing MCAC that night, but maybe. <laughs> so That's okay. I was really just joking. <laughs> <laughs> Oh goodness! It's amazing how how one can get Terry to take you seriously if you just appear to be serious when you're really not. Um, I I, I think true. there are I, th I think there are loads of other people who would probably make much much uh, much better men of the month. So, well, um, you know, we've got plenty of months ahead of us. We do. We do. We have plenty of months ahead of us. Um. Uh, but I would really, really like to have you for June for the month before convention or one of the months during convention this year, I guess is a better way of phrasing it. Um, Thank this you. Is the longest convention on record, I think. Uh, oh, next well, year good. may be just as long. Shh. We'll it, could even, it could even be longer considering that it's yeah. leap year. Well, well, and let's, I mean, the real question is, I know it isn't. If, if we don't, if we don't get, if we don't get through everything in time this year, then we can be sure that next year will be long. <laughs> True but, enough. But the good Absolutely. news is that the candidate page that does not have a gazillion people running for for the for the board and for the board of publications, uh, which which means that that elections shouldn't take uh, a a lot of time with any luck. Uh, un, un, unless there there are um, a a myriad group of rivals who um, who decide to run from the floor, well, I think there may be some who run from the floor because it'll be fun. Well, you know, I've always felt that self nominating is something that I think is kind of a tricky issue to some people. It's kind of like, are people going to think I've got too big an ego if I nominate myself? You know, uh, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I think some people are, uh, are probably more intimidated by that than they are going up to Capitol Hill and telling their congressmen off. Well, this year, this year is different because this year is a hybrid convention, which means that there will actually be people um, in in Omaha, Nebraska, who who will be sort of working their way towards elections, and we'll have to see whether that might encourage people to come out of the woodwork and and run. 
It just might. We don't yeah. know. But yeah. on that on that general topic, I see someone who I've heard rumor of is running. I honestly haven't had a chance to get on the um, candidates' pages yet. But I do see someone with her hand up. Uh, to me, I, I don't honestly know her yet. Um, I see an awful lot that I've decided I don't need to be on quite so many email lists because she posts so much to leadership and conversation um, from other email lists to keep all of us informed. Uh, but Melody, if you'd like to unmute, Melody Holloway is, uh, I, my understanding, Hi, Melody. <laughs> My understanding is you're running and I... This influx of love today, you know, and in the past week, I've been, so much kindness has come toward me and just the support and the backing and it it remains a foreign concept. Maybe it shouldn't, but I I am so thankful for it. Yes, I'm running. I want to use this ridiculous situation that I'm in as a positive. I don't just want to sit back and continue to let it stop me and let it run my way and... Um, speaking of that, Paul, please take her up on the offer because you you have been a personal support on Tuesday topics. And when you came forth with a piece of information, you and I experienced, and maybe a lot of people in ACB don't, and I'm not used to a lot of dads who look out for me. <laughs> please take her up on the offer. I um, will. And- <laughs> Thank I you. will. And, and, and I, I'm glad you're running, Melody. I think that's going to be exciting. I think I, I I think um, I think we we can always use some new representation on the board, and uh, and Ohio is a great state. It is. We've had some really cool people from Ohio in the past. And, so I am I'm, like I'm, I'm overjoyed and... that you're running, Miss Miss Melody. That's really exciting. Thank you. I hope I can handle it. I had a conversation with Tom Tobin, who was. Not sugar coating, which I sugar coating, which I appreciate. I a lot of people have done too much of that for me, and I, I appreciate. It. I've had so much backing, and I did. One of the areas I want to touch on that I suppose would directly relate to the inclusivity and the welcoming within ACB, but in the broader community, is what you were talking about earlier, Terry. The medical treatment that we receive. Tom and I were actually having a discussion earlier right. about it. We can experience some pretty ill treatment as visually impaired people. We're so need specific and we always we don't have the needs that people often think we do. And if there's anything else going on, you know, and I'll be 37 in a little over three months and I'm already experiencing some things that I should not yet. I I really want to touch on this. I'd had two prior first aid certifications and it's what I want to do. And also careers that it's not thought that we could um apply for and be hired the long one caregiving is a passion and i appreciate you terry for um participating in the caregivers group in the past i I just that group was so necessary and essential and what i have to do now it's ironic and it's one of the biggest disappointments because it's it's where my greatest skill i do believe lies and now my mother after all this time is noticing and becoming concerned enough so it's i really want to focus on on non-conventional or unconventional jobs and careers maybe for a few episodes of the big three that's not thought and we we focus on maybe the technology field a lot and radio and um, law and things that thought we're good at i really want to focus on things that maybe it's not thought that we can do that some of us aspire to i think you make an excellent point. Blah, blah, blah. 
Excuse me. I think you make an excellent point. And we do need, to, I, I've actually given some very serious thought to the idea. And I'm wondering if people would be interested in doing something a little separate from visibilities. I've been thinking about maybe doing it. I let, let me, let me, I might as well announce here. I announced it at work the other day. I am, I have finally decided that it's time for me to retire. Um, I want some, t- I want some good quality time. <laughs> and uh, I'm really thinking about over the next several months after convention, maybe in the fall of the idea. And I'm thinking, I'm wondering what people would think of it to start a caregiver, a blind and low vision caregivers support group call that would, we wouldn't do it on visibilities because it's not something that should be streamed. I'm thinking about the idea of doing it maybe on a, I don't know, a Tuesday afternoon, you know, something like that. Um, but I would, I would love to get some feedback from people like you, Melody, on the idea of doing something like that, because I think we are caregivers. You know, everybody um, that I know, that I can think of on most of these calls are, you know, babysitting for their grandkids once a week or, you know, taking care of a, a spouse that's getting into into dementia or uh, you know any any number of different issues a, a relative or a friend or mother or father excuse me a minute <laughs> sorry about that a mother or father or sister or a friend or any partner um, someone who needs some additional help that we're providing and and it is difficult and it's, and it's, I think a little bit over difficult for us because you then get the professionals who can't imagine that we can, that we can possibly take care of. We can't take care of the, They can't take care of themselves. How can they take care of anyone else? Jerry, I, I was listening to the mountain state convention in 2020 when I was first getting to know what, ACB truly was. And if I'm not mistaken, you were on and you had mentioned that you are a foster mom. Am I correct? Not, not, I have been in only in when we were adopting our son, we were foster parents for six months. When I was 33. Okay. Okay. When I was 33, I was in a psychiatric facility and I, I met a young boy who was in the neighboring curtain. They will in ERs, they sometimes put men and women together separated by a curtain. And he had an NLS player. And I spoke up. I said, I have a player like yours. Asking him how old he was. And he said he was going to be 14. He was going to the Ohio State School for the Blind. I mentioned I had been valedictorian. I thought, you know what? He was talking about what he had gone through. I was held. He was not. And I thought, I want to get this anybody thing out of the system before he ages out. Because it's not fair that he has to go through what I've already been going through for years. And I thought of you and Deanna Noriega. You were the first two, when I was thinking of him a couple of years ago, who popped into my mind. And I thought, oh my gosh, I wonder what became of him now. We had known the same O&M instructor. I thought, 
I'm with my parents and this is standing in my way because it's not they know everything I'm doing and they really don't. You know, so it's, I just had a desire to help him. And it, I just, I'm thinking of him now. It's like, oh my gosh, you know. Yeah, we often wonder. I've, I've met many, many kids in difficult situations and often say, I wonder whatever happened to Annie or whatever happened to, I can't remember, Brendan, that was his name, to Brendan and that kids who um, have had some really rough starts in life. And somehow, you know, the, you always just hope that the right people have been found for them. And sometimes you need to be the right person for them. And, uh, you know, I, we found, I found that out, Frank and I found that out firsthand um, when we were adopting Scott. Um, I don't want to get into all of the details, but just as an example, he, by the time he was a year and a half, had suffered three cases of malnutrition and was on his seventh placement back and forth between his uh, foster care and his mentally ill mother by the time he was four. You know, so that it was, it's, you know, kids that, kids that get stuck in the system uh, really have a hard time, first of all, getting out of it and, um, and just have so much potential that, that just isn't seen sometimes. And that can be very difficult. Anyway, I thank you, Melody. And um, I want to go on to one, another, we've had a few calls with this. We've had a couple of different topics with this gentleman. Um, whether it's, did I just disconnect Larry? No, I didn't. Okay, good. Um, whether it is the the right wine to have with your holiday dinner, the best chocolates to have with your for Valentine's Day, or life coaching. We did a great uh, call this year. I think it was back in January. Um, that Gabriel Lopez Cafati and Pam Shaw did on life coaching and counseling and all of that. But Gabriel has been a great friend to Visibilities since the beginning and has steered us in wonderful directions for wine. You see, actually, Larry, it's it's because of Gabriel that I love your and we're clear. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Good evening, Gabriel. Hi, Terry and Visibilities and ACB Media. Uh, hi, everyone. Larry, Paul, everyone who's joining here. Um, and did I congratulations. hear rumors? Thank you so much. Thank you. And did I hear rumor that there's another candidates page up too? <laughs> oh, who could who could be spreading? such ill rumors. <laughs> Someone who I think is listening on the on Media 2 tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I know at least 
oh, girl, I'm still here. And yes, he is running. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I am running. Um, I'm guessing that you have a campaign manager there, too. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, not really. (laughs) Uh, Anthony, uh, he's a great support at home, but um, trust me, um, and I know you know it um from you know from you know being in a in a in an acb involved household uh paul knows it uh you know we we we, i think we all have uh you know ray campbell um dan spoon i mean I, i i judy wilkinson i could name so many households uh, in which uh, ACB is part of our daily bread. And so in order to keep, you know, sanity and division of church and state, we, we do, um, we do um, our ACB and FCB and all blindness business separately. But um, he's been a great support. Yes, Anthony is a great support. Uh, we have uh, accomplished so many things, uh, not only as a couple, but also as a team within BPI, uh, with other people, uh, the entire board of directors of Blind LGBT Pride International, our members. And uh, like you said, I've, I've just uh, been um, around ACB for a while, and uh, I love doing wine tastings. I love being invited to visibilities. Uh, completing my certification uh, in my life coaching practice. Uh, so thank you so much, Terry, for having us. Um, I think ACB is undergoing a very, very interesting point in its life. Um, Sunday edition celebrated two years a couple of weeks ago. You're celebrating two years today. Uh, I think this means something. This means that in the last couple of years, the organization has been facing uh, unbelievable challenges and we have made lemonade out of lemons or margaritas if you wish (laughs) (laughs) um it's 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 just been uh a couple of years in which uh a lot has happened uh we definitely uh mourn the losses and, uh, you know, I think we should treasure the lessons learned and uh, use all of this energy to move forward. Um, yes, it, it, joking aside, I, I, I did uh, submit my candidacy for a director seat with the uh, ACB board. Um, I have a lot of ideas. I have a lot of energy. And I want to bring that to our parent organization. I've been a very active member within FCB and BPI, and I think both organizations um, have mentored me. I mean, I, I don't want to start saying names because you know what happens when you say names, uh-huh. and you you obviously end up leaving someone <laughs> out of the list. But you know, I've had so many wonderful mentors. One of them here on this call, Paul Edwards, uh, Jim Crod, uh, Mikey Weisman. Uh, Janet Dickelman, Don Brown, who's a part of BPI. Um, who else? I know I'm missing 
someone yourself, Terry, <laughs> uh, Debbie Grubb. Oh my God. So many people, Penny. so many amazing people. Penny reader. Yes. Penny is like my ACB mom. um and and i think it is time for me to give back you know i uh, as you can see on my candidates page i do mention all the things that have changed my life that i owe to acb uh the the positive encouragement towards getting a guide dog and you know having posh in my life has completely changed my life for the better and um being able to come to terms with my identity and being proud of who I am, you know, blind, gay man, um, happy to be who I am and happy because I bring a unique perspective. And that is why I want to be a part of the board of directors of the American Council of the Blind to move it forward and to move it into a, a new dimension, into a new space. And I think we live interesting times and I think it's time to take advantage of of all the opportunities of the global connection that we have reached in the couple in the last couple of years, and make this organization really, really expand. So again, Terry, congratulations on your second anniversary. Um, you always bring exciting and uh, informative topics, and uh, you know we love you, and it's it's. It's our pleasure to be here, and thank you for giving me the space to talk about <laughs> not only wine and life coaching, but my candidacy. Yes, we have covered many a topic, you and I. Um, yes, we have. And we've done, you know, we've done a lot of those kinds of calls, and and those are some of the I, those are some of the ones that I've enjoyed the most. We've mm-hmm. done. Thank you, uh, and thank you for all of. What you've done, what you say, and you're right. This organization has changed dramatically in the last couple of years, yeah. and um, you know, and it's faced a lot of challenges, and it's got a lot more challenges to face ahead. And I wish everyone who runs for the board, you, Melody, um, anyone else that's running, I, as I say, I honestly have not had a chance to look at the uh, live pages yet. But I will be. Um, Connie Sims and Jeff Tom are, are also on the and candidate Jeff, right? and Yes. And then the BOP. There must be somebody else, isn't there? There's, no. As far as, as far as directors, it's just us four. There's the four. Melody, oh, myself, okay. Jeff Tom, and uh, Connie Sims. And then there's the three seats for the BOP. Ah, yes. Yeah. And um, I know- and I remembered, I'm sorry, and I remember the name that was on the tip of my tongue that I cannot, cannot cannot uh stop talking without saying this name my very dear own president sheila young there you go (laughs) (laughs) i knew i knew it (laughs) we've had sheila on more than on more than one call as well and we've had connie sims on in the past and i think almost every member of the board at some point or another has been on whether it's through a committee or something i know we had we've had dan on um and uh uh, i think denise collie is on the secretary we've had a lot of people on through the years and i want to get back i thank you very much for all of your kind words gabriel 
Thank um, you, but sir. I do want to get back just for a minute. One of the things, the reason why I said that I was kind of doing <clears throat> the man of the month, if you will, is that I did two very special programs that, yeah, we made a few mistakes in them, but I was still very, very proud of them. And they were the first and last programs in March of this year. And those were a tribute to the women of ACB. <laughs> Excuse me. And the first one we did, um, I put a team together. It was Pam Shaw and Laurie Scharf. And I put together lists and still missed a few people, unfortunately. Um, the first one was the women of, who have created the foundation on which ACB is, is built or they helped create that foundation. And we had a tremendous number of people who were on that list. I, I know at one point we were 35 and we had forgotten several that we added in later that night. And it was just, it, it was a, a very, very, it meant a lot to me to put that together and to present it. And I guess part of that's because as uh, <clears throat> Anthony uh, pointed out, I do have kind of a long memory. I'm kind of, uh, you know, it's kind of like the Irish, Al Irish Alzheimer's. We forget everything except the, the grudges. Well, I think with ACB, there's a, we forget everything except the friendships. And uh, so maybe that's what we should start as our own ACB. Alzheimer's. Speaking of Alzheimer's, though, reminds me one of the most popular programs that we ever did, and I am going to ask him to do it again this year, is on August 6th of last year, and then in March of this year, we did a replay of it, was we had a childhood friend of mine <clears throat> who is the retired vice president of the New England area of the Alzheimer's Foundation, who did a wonderful program on early signs of dementia. And I am going to ask Paul to come back again this year, and we'll update that. Um, because that's that I think is something that we always need to kind of keep in mind and look forward to. And Mr. Edwards, I see your hand up again. Join us, if you will. It, it is, because I wanted to respond to the question that that you raised earlier in terms of some ideas that we could consider uh, for future uh, visibility programs. Uh -huh. um, I, I am really concerned that um, we have survived the pandemic, but haven't really talked enough about the lessons that we need to learn from it and how we can best move forward as blind people and as seniors in terms of making things better. I mean, we, we have all told stories on this program and others about how difficult this was and how difficult that was. But what are we doing to change things? And what can we do to change things? And if there are some things that, that we can do, are there approaches we can take nationally? What what was the impact of the uh, American Foundation 
for the blind studies that were done on uh, essentially leveling accessibility or inaccessibility and and what kinds of recommendations do they have so that's that's one whole area but there there is a second one um, and that has to do with emergency management in general I think we found that uh, there are a lot of things that we were supposed to be able to take for granted in terms of emergency management that just haven't been the case. And there were a number of things that came up in, in during the pandemic that, that I think it's important that we consider uh, making a, a program about much of the information that was put on television screens in special programming that was being done on local television channels concerning the pandemic was never regarded as important enough um, to provide audio description on the secondary audio programming channel. And it seems to me that we need to hold folks feet to the fire and say to them, hey, it is really crucial that you recognize that we're citizens of this country too. We have just as much right to information about what's going on in our world as the rest of the society that pays taxes and is, is, is a part of our country have. So I'm hoping that you'll consider those two major components of ideas for perhaps a series of shows. I think that that's, I think they're an excellent idea. The other piece that I think we've, we need to include in there is what do we do now? Let what do we do about assessing ourselves now on how much have we become couch potatoes over the last two and a half years? And well, well, how, and how much we, more difficult I, is it to get out than it than it was two years ago? Well, how much how more much difficult more, is it to get help? It's well, there is some of there's that. But there's also the how much more a have we aged because of, or do we appear to have aged because of COVID? Um, I resemble that remark. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we went to the doctor. Went to the doctor recently. Frank and I walked in. He walked in. And he says, "Okay, so you've put the weight on and you've taken it off, but your muscles look terrible." You know, that kind of thing. I was yep. talking to someone else today who said, you know, I was always a walker and I really haven't been. And now I'm noticing how much harder it is for me to go over the stairs, uh, you know, to, to use stairs because I haven't been doing it for the last two years. And, you know, ACB has done a lot with its get up and get moving. But I think we need to maybe be looking at what possibilities that I think kind of maybe I'm wrong, but my sense on that has been that it's the people have felt that it's more geared to young to the younger set. Yeah. So so we and, need and we almost need like a, we almost yeah. need like a senior get up and get moving. Or, or, or maybe a get up and get moving, but slowly, please. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Because. You know, we are going out somewhat more than we were before. And some of us, you know, if we don't get out and walk or we don't get out and take a bus or uh, mm -hmm. that kind of thing, or go to a store, 
We're losing our, our mobility, our orientation skills, and that because we're not using them. You know, almost any skill, if you don't, you, you, it, it's a use or lose situation in, especially over this long a period of time, I think. And, <clears throat> excuse me, if we, uh, and I think we, I think we need to look at, at that. I'm not really sure where oh, I do too. Sure. far too, but I think it's something because we need to get ourselves back to, okay, so we, yes, of course we've aged some over, we would have aged anyway regardless of the pandemic over the last, over two and a half years, but we've overdone it, I think. And we need to get back to where we should be now, not where we are and probably not back to where we were um, two and a half years ago. But I do think you make this an excellent point. Um, Anthony, I do see your hand up, but, I'm going to let Chris Bell go first because he hasn't said anything yet. So, Chris, yes, if you how, wanna... how, how very unusual for me not to say anything. Hi, Terry. Congratulations. <laughs> I wasn't going to say team. that, but... <laughs> <laughs> Anybody who listens to resolutions, they know that. <laughs> That's right. So, uh, you know, I was reading today in the news related to the terrible school shooting in Texas, but there was an article on collective grief. And what struck me about that was, um, you know, sort of how I resemble it in the sense that, yeah, I, I feel kind of raw and ragged and kind of, you know, pissed off. And uh, I have the, uh, the ethics. Um, and I think, as I think about it, I think there's a lot of that going through ACB, our, our members. and. You know, we've had this, the pandemic uh, and all the losses that we've faced uh, collectively as a country and, and individually. And then we've had these shootings and we've had uh, uh, the, the police shootings of uh, black men and on and on and on. And what this article was saying is that affects our brains and our the wiring in our brains and our ability to... Um, be you know emotionally intelligent, um, to be rational, um, to respond to things in appropriate ways, um, and you know as Paul knows, uh, I'm very involved in in trying to get a, established a committee on mental health and wellness, and being a person with uh, a lot of history of uh, emotional and mental uh, illness, and I think that you know that whole area of talking to, to uh, talking between and among us as blind people is really important. Am I still here? I do. Excuse me one second. I, I'm uh, Chris, sorry. I couldn't I agree with a, you I more. Um, I think that um, I think that all of us who um, who have gone through life and have experienced some kind of mental illness, and I've certainly gone through some of that, um, recognize that one of the places where we couldn't in the past find very much help um, was within ACB. Um, and, and, I, and, and I think your group 
represents an option in terms of beginning to change that. And I, and, and I am satisfied that we'll eventually find a way um, to create a, a place that the resolution we passed last year calls for, which is a place where ACB recognizes um, that it's okay to need help. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's 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 even broader than that. I mean, you know, I've said to some people that have newly lost their vision that, uh, you know, there, there are two big issues for us in, in my perspective. And one is our own expectations uh, and then the expectations of others. And one of the things I've found it very difficult to do is if I talk, uh, whether with a, a professional, mental health professional or otherwise, if I talk about things I'm, I'm feeling, a lot of people want to say, well, I, you know, it's because you're blind. Well, <laughs> yeah, I'm blind, but that's not, that's not all of me. And I have these, uh, these other feelings that I would like to express. And so please don't make it about my blindness. Um, and so I think it's, it's just hard for blind people in general to talk about feelings and be taken seriously by people who aren't blind who want to make it all about being blind. So, I think you make some very good points. I think we um, probably do need to look, at, you know, as Paul said, into uh, uh, moving the resolution from last year forward. But anyway, Terry, thank you for the opportunity to have been with you in the past, and congratulations again. And I will fade back into the background. You take care. Well, thank you, Chris. Okay, Anthony. Well, hello, hello, hello. Hi, um, I haven't talked so, to you in ages. How are you? <laughs> I'm good, I'm good. So I originally raised my hand for ideas for visibilities going forward. And I definitely want to say that I think that, you know, the whole idea of folks that are out there that are aging into low vision and or blindness and that are afraid to make that part of their daily narrative so they pretend that it's not happening. They get readers, then they get prescription glasses, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I think that that's something that we as the American Council of the Blind, we need to be cognizant of that we want them to be part of our organization, but the feelings that go along with it don't necessarily match those of us that may have been blind from birth or blind from a young age, or even like myself who was blinded six years ago, somebody who, you know, had a full and vibrant life, career, et cetera, et cetera, to tell the world, I have this disability that is going to stymie who I am for the rest of my life, even though I've been this master of the universe in whatever field I chose before this started happening. We don't know how that feels. I, I as someone who, who lost sight six years ago, I know what it feels to lose it suddenly. But I don't, I don't quite know what it's like to have grandchildren and, and a career and, and a whole life behind me. And now I'm facing this. And I don't think that we pay as much attention as we need to. But I also, if you don't mind, also wanted to address something that Paul said. And that's, you know, when we come to all of this, when, when, we, when we choose the things that we stand behind when we join shows like visibilities or Tuesday topics or Sunday edition, 
we're coming to it from the perspective that we're living right now. But, you know, it's been told to me many, many times in, in the recent past that ACB eats its young. <laughs> I think we don't pay enough t- attention to those that are behind us. You know, Terry, I'm behind you. And I pay attention to you because, I, like I said before, I bow to the boots and the heels that you wear. But I don't think we pay enough attention to those that are coming ahead of us that want and need what we have, but also have ideas that will also take us into the future. We're so kind of stuck on the way that everything has worked up to this point that when our younger generation comes in and says, hey, try this, try that, we're very dismissive right off the bat and that turns them away. And I think to myself, where is ACB, FCB, BPI, et cetera, et cetera. Where are they going to be from 10 years from now when, you know, a significant portion of our membership, God forgive me, but I'm crossing myself as I say this, but they won't be here anymore. And so if we keep turning away our younger generation and our older generation, unfortunately will, will leave us, as is the due course of the life that we live, where will we be if, if we keep turning away that generation and our other generation is leaving us? So those are my two points. And again, congratulations, two years. I love you, love you, love you, Terry. I think you make, and I'm back at you, but I think you, you do, you make a good point. Um, I think, I, what I think we're, this is my own opinion right now, as far as, that topic is concerned and that is that things have to change but they need to change in ways that accommodate everyone i think that acb has made um some unfortunate decisions some unfortunate policy changes in more recent years um, I think that one of the things that needs to be done, for instance, is you don't, at least it's been my experience in a number of different organizations, that you don't bring brand new people in and put them in positions that they're not really quite qualified for. You know, mm-hmm. you have been a very good person at learning why something is the way it is or what can we do to change it but we need to work cooperatively Um, and when we don't work cooperatively we see that that's when things tend to fall apart or blow up Um, and that's that I think is is something that's um, that's a lesson ACB needs to learn um, I noticed it, I've noticed it, it, and it's been happening. I'm not blaming the spoon administration. It's been happening for a long, for quite a while. It's been happening for a very long time. And, um, you know, I remember back, does it really make sense for last year's winners? I'm just saying this as an example. And I probably shouldn't be taking them on, but I'm going to do it anyway. Because I always get myself in trouble. Does it make <laughs> sense? Does it make sense for last year's winners to be the, the majority of 
this year's DKM committee. Well, you know, that kind of thing. Um, does it make sense to have the some of the Chase fellows chairing committees when they're still in the learning process? And when you're learning, you need to, I really do believe you don't, you, do, you can't live in the past. You can't only work on the future. You There has to be a melding of the two. Happy medium between yes. the two. Absolutely. Yes. And the only way that you're going to truly progress is by taking, is by looking at, I've always been a person, I, by, by profession, and in general, I have, um, by vocation and advocation, I guess, I have been a troubleshooter. Um, I like to shoot plenty of trouble too, but uh, <laughs> in that, what, what I'm saying is you have to sit back and look at the entire picture. And if you don't do that and you focus on one area and you've got somebody else focusing on another area, then you don't have that cross-communication and the or the cross um, need that of of experience and energy and the new energy. You need to have the two things together, and they need the to cohesive work. exchange because and they, the foundation. I was just gonna say, and they need to work cohesively. Yep. And but I think you're absolutely right, and that's something. And and you know the the uh, and I've we've tried doing that. Um, and it's been somewhat successful. Um, I also saw it fall apart on a visibilities one night where it didn't work at all. Um, it was the first, I think it was the first night we were going on media one and I invited to, in order to get the idea of everyone being included, I invited the students. I invited next gen. I think I had invited AAVL, and I invited Dan Spoon, our president, with the idea of, I want to cover the gambit of all of ACB. Um, there might have been one or two other special interest affiliates. I don't honestly remember. But it was the two younger groups that didn't even, that didn't even come to the call that night. Um, and that's, you know, that's... that's that's a shame. Other times, we I worked um, through AAVL with Next Gen. We did uh, their father time and the New Year's baby for New Year's Eve a couple of years ago, um, and that. But we've got to, we do so. But I guess what I'm pointing out there is not to criticize, but more to emphasize what you're saying that we do need. We need to do more melding of both groups and more learning from both groups. And I think you're right. Um, as far Thank as you. that's concerned, I really do. And Chris Bell. Yeah. Thanks. You're, what you were saying. Uh, and I've seen a lot of uh, generalizations about, you know, problems within ACB, uh, but they rarely get down to specifics. And I think that uh, whether it's your program, Terry, or others, we need to have a way of 
civilly discussing um, specific issues, if we just talk about them in generalities, um, nothing changes. Uh, a number of people have said things already on your program, and I don't really know what it is that they're talking about. You know, what does it mean that ACB eats young? Uh, but, you know, I mean, like, give me some examples. <laughs> you know, I mean, what, what can we change to avoid that? I don't, I don't even begin to know how to address that because I don't know what people are talking about. And maybe that's my ignorance. Well, maybe that's my age. But, but my point is that we don't, we haven't developed the skill, I don't think, to have uh, honest, open, civil discussion about some of these things. And of course, as a society, we, have, we haven't either. Um, and why, so why should blind people be any different? But, you know, we, we need to if the organization is going to grow and, and change. And if we just kind of talk in generalities, nothing will happen. So that's my we do. And we do. And I, someone else may want to jump in on this. I'll give you a very my brief understanding of uh, a quick synopsis of the, that statement is that was made by someone who was very active in ACB back in the. 70s and 80s, probably the late 60s even. Um, and the first person I that I've always heard um, that was quoted from was Eunice Fiorito. And at that time, and at that time, Eunice was extremely into cross disability. Mm-hmm. And it was that was a big that was a pretty big issue back in the 70s and that do we want to get involved in cross disability? There were some serious disadvantages to us in doing that. And um, it, there were uh, some other issues that came up as well. And it was kind of a a situation where a lot, where the leadership um, finally just, just kind of got into doing what it wanted and what it felt was the important things to do. Um, without quite as much input from the, I think using the word young is probably where some of the problem is with that. It was because I think the young didn't necessarily only mean younger in age, but more um, newer to ACB. Um, Someone else may want to add or disagree with me on that, but... That's what I so where, to where do you, at the time. Where do you think the organization went in response to uh, to that? Then, because I, you know, what's your the organization got very involved in, got much more involved in the cross disability. Um, at that time, the it got much more involved in cross disability. Um, got into the whole idea of the term disability, which I, for one, was one of the people who fought that left, right, and center. Um, because I hate that term, I hate the term disabled. Um, I think it, it totally, uh, defeated our own purposes. Um, I'm totally on the other side of that, uh, that argument, but that's fine. I'm sure you are. I have, I had a feeling you probably were, um, we lost, we lost the, we did not fight nearly as hard as we could have. Um, in losing 
the um, additional exemption on the for uh, federal taxes. Those mm-hmm. kinds of things. We lost. You know, if you go back and look at, I, I'll use Massachusetts because it's it was my best experience. You go back and look at Massachusetts in the 1950s, 60s, 70s. If you could get into Harvard Law School, it was paid for. Today, you they, they will pay for a state school period. That's why we had so many blind Harvard Law teachers, uh, yeah, Harvard, Harvard yeah, lawyers, sure. I think, yeah. because you know that kind of thing. Um, it was whatever school if you if you could qualify to get to be accepted at any particular school, that was fine, and it was covered. We lost all of that somewhere along the line, and that's those kinds of things um, had a lot to do with a lot of the disagreements that took place back at that time, I think with, uh, with the whole issue of how much do we want to get into the cross disability thing, the whole um, uh, Randolph Shepard and the priority and all of that kind of thing, um, as opposed to the veterans canteen and the uh, Javits uh, Wagner O'Day. And, yep. mm-hmm. yep. <laughs> um Okay, my mouth is still working, I guess. Um, (laughs) Those, uh, uh, there were just so many issues. And yet, what's really sad is go back, pull out a copy of a Braille forum from the 1970s and look at the table of contents. Look at a table of contents one from from one in the last 10 years. What's really sad is how many of the issues today are... The, the titles of those top of those articles are very similar. We've made, you know, we made, we've not made the progress that I think we could have, but that's just my view on it. Mm-hmm. So someday you and I should have a, a long chat. I think we could. I think we, I think, I think it would be a good program to have people on both sides of that, of that discussion. Uh, and, uh, you know, let, let, let's air it out in a, in a civil, in a civil way. And Terry, you have people like me who are who are a, a little bit in the middle, and 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 who are certainly on the other side of your issue. I I I have always believed in in cross disability stuff, and continue to believe it's the only way that the that the blindness system can survive, and that our failure to prop, properly embrace it has been more responsible for our failures than than our our unwillingness to embrace it yeah i don't think we have a choice personally but correct well we don't have it at this point in time we don't have a choice we don't don't think we ever did but 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 look at but look at the re look at look at look at the history we were in because of our because of our advocacy and such we were in many ways, we were in better shape than other disabilities back then. I've, I've had conversations with a couple of the major leaders in the past of AAPD, for instance, on the best thing that have happened to them was that we had blazed the path for them. Sure. I, I don't yeah. think there's any doubt. And I don't think there's any doubt that 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 blind people have lost ground in terms of being at the center of stuff. But but um, but but I don't think. 
I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. Yeah, I think we may have lost relative ground, but I think we've we've also also gained a lot. I mean, I can tell you from working on the, on the, the Americans with Disabilities Act, I can tell you one organization which wasn't there, and that's the NFB, because right. for them, that's they, they just they just didn't care. Um, and uh, you know, ACB played an important role in in the ADA. Yeah. And, uh, you know, but it, it has, you had to work with other groups of disabilities and, uh, you know, to get and, things, to get things done because we're too small a, a group. Among and, and Terry from the early 1980s, let's say 1980 to 1985, we lost ground, um, because we became very inward looking and we became much more concerned about what was going on within the blindness system um, and, and didn't care nearly as much about what was going on in the rest of society. Um, and, and I think it's arguable that, that we, we lost ground precisely because we turned our backs on cross-disability stuff. And, and I don't question think whether it's, working. whether, oh, go ahead, Chris. I don't, yeah, I don't think this has to be a one person's right and the other person's wrong. No. These, no. these are different. These are different perspectives. They are, and they're also different periods. And they're different yeah. periods. Like, That's right. Sure. They are. Terry, if I may, and just give me one sec before I forget what I was trying to say. <laughs> um, and I think, especially that period of 1980 to 85, we had it, it went so far beyond ACB NFB. You know, we had AFB getting into the middle of all of it with. Um, NAC. Uh, the cert NAC. Thank you. I couldn't think of the name. I was saying certification something. Okay. Um, you know, with NAC. I mean, we blew ourselves up in an awful lot of, yes. of yeah, it, we that, sure did. that era. We sure did. Yeah, we did. And and we won't even talk about the affiliated leadership league because I No, we won't go up. there at all. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> we will leave that out completely. Um, Anthony, you had something you wanted to chime in with i never expected that this conversation was going to go the way that, that this was going to go the way that it has but i'm glad that it has yeah and it's fascinating and it's so on point but the fact you know i i, I revere and terry you know this i revere in the history because i i truly believe that we can't go forward unless we know where we came from but in the world that we're in right now you know, we can't base even 10 years ago, we can't base our advocacy efforts and the things that we're the things that we think are the norms based on 10 years ago. We have to look at the world that we're in now and we're a very, very minute portion of the population, as is the deaf community, as is the wheelchair community. But when we band together, we make that voice ever more amplified. And even though our individual situations may not co cohesively align with the other groups that we're, that we're potentially able to partner with, it's better, in my personal opinion, and I hope that others feel this way, but it's better to band together for the common good and push for the universal points that we need and then pick apart our individual pieces once we get the recognition I can never say that word. Recognition. Recog yeah. All right. Recognition. So you know what I mean. Recognition. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we have to reach out to other stakeholders in this area because, you know, without that, 
we don't have, we're, we're 0.8% of the population as blind and low vision. The deaf and, and hard of hearing community are 1.4%. And I know these to be facts because I did the research for Sunday edition. Ultimately speaking, and the one thing that we really never focus on that the LGBTQ community understands in droves is that our dollar power matters. Uh, and when we please. put our dollars up there, they start to pay attention. And we're too afraid mm -hmm. so, mm -hmm. so far as our community to, to threaten with our dollar power. And that's what pushes things forward. Yes. If you're not going to get our dollars... That translates into you're not going to get our votes. You're not going to get our yes. across the board. Our dollar powers matter. Yes, it absolutely. I am 2,000% behind you on that. I argued that point back over 20 years ago. I argued that point. We had statistics at that time on the uh, spending abilities of people with disabilities and their families. And um, we had statistics on those back then, and I thought we should use that in a number of different ways. And um, it was no, let's we need to deal with the seventy percent unemployment um, point from the that point of view. And I've, I, you know, I have always felt that that that's an area that it's it's a whole area of advocacy in general that I think we've really short suited ourselves on. Um, we do have a few more people with hands raised um, and probably are getting a little tired of listening to the three or four of us <laughs> philosophizing um, <laughs> on one subject. So the next one is Meryl Schechter. Hi, Terry. I am not getting tired. I'm fascinated about this. First of all, first of all um, I was one of the founding members of a statewide group, um, the Cross Disability Rights Coalition in Maryland. And that was back in, I guess it was 2000 or in the 90s. I can't keep track anymore. But it was a group that was trying to get people out of nursing homes and, and institutions, and we had a three-year grant. And I was also an active member of Maryland ADAPT. So the cross-disability movement is extremely important because, as ADAPT says, and as Joel Snyder said on In Perspective today, nothing about us is without us. And <clears throat> the Mikasa bill, you know, and all that. And plus... Yes, I was working for the IRS when the um, exemption was uh, abolished, and I was upset about that too, Terry, you know, so there's so many, oh, plus, um, as far as the younger people and the older people um, agreeing, it, it's difficult, but it shouldn't be difficult, I mean, because I'm very open to people that are young, I'm friends with people in the next gen, I talk to them on calls, and I think it's fantastic. Um, the other problem I see, though, is diversity, equity, and inclusion. And that still hasn't been resolved. And things with a code of conduct, and, and there's so much to straighten out. And I am concerned about this organization. Oh, you're, you're bringing up some, some other very good points. Mm -hmm. um, you really are. And thank I you. thank you for that, Meryl. You're welcome. Um, our next hand that's raised is a member of our board of 
publications who's running for re-election. Penny? Hey, can you hear me? Yep. Um, so, Meryl, I'm so glad you said what you said because I share all of those concerns. Um, and I, I totally agree with Anthony and Paul. I think we have to. We Our, our strength is in numbers, and the only way we're going to get that kind of strength is to increase our numbers and bond with other people with disabilities. And we really all face the same kinds of discrimination. And um, I mean, the only way we're going to, we're going to succeed is to be empathetic with people, whether or not they're in a chair or a, 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 use a hearing aid or can't see where they're going. You know, we, we all face discrimination and I am uh, actually really tired of hearing about the 70% unemployment rate. I think the this, statistic this, this has been wrong for years. It continues to be wrong. If you want to talk about our rate of unemployment, then you have to start with the number of people who are looking for jobs. Um, and 70% of us are not looking for jobs. Um, so um, there's a lot to unpack here. I agree. Terry, I really called. I missed the beginning of your show. And I called to say congratulations on two years of a great show. Um, thank you, thank you. Penny. I have uh, enjoyed every minute of every show I've been on, and I've met some. And she's been on people. plenty of them. <laughs> I have, I have, and I, I love knowing the people on your show. And I, I think we're we're going to continue to do a great job. So thanks. Well, I thank you very much. One thing I do want to say is, you know, I did. I think I said. I hope I said. I think I did. Um, when we got into this discussion is that I do agree with you that there is no going back on this, um, whether we wanted to or not. You know, we, we do. We need to go from where we are now as far as the whole cross-disability issue is concerned. Um, I guess I kind of got into that just trying to explain the old quote about eating our young. Um, but, I, I, you know, but you, we're, we're right. There is no going back, and we probably shouldn't be. But we should think about where we came from. And I think that's my point on it. Melody, you have something else you'd like to add? I appreciate this discussion and living with multiple disabilities across a, a wider spectrum that I was aware of even possibly a year ago. I'm noticing that state protection advocacy organizations don't understand visual impairment. And when I go to, you know, the American Heart Association or a mental health, you know, type group or just anything else that is going on with me. It's like, I, we can only talk about that particular issue. And it seems that the code of conduct in ACB and often a lot of the community events, it's, we can only talk about blindness and each of these things are at play. And that's what I wanted to get to. And, you know, it, it's, it's awful in some of these care facilities and things trying to convey visual impairment alone and any additional disabilities. So the cross-disability movement is important. The other thing about ACB eating our young, not only do should women have uh, gain more foothold in ACB and in the broader community to bring forth peace and love, but children under 18, I think ACB may be forgetting about some of the young blind heartbeats of the future and it'd be awesome if not only a parent mentorship program for parents that, that blind adults and members of ACB could help them, but 
kids, if kids could learn about the organization and express their tiny desires and hopes and aspirations and the emotional toll that it takes when they're dismissed and when they want to talk about what they want to do or what they're noticing or how they're feeling, positive or negative about what's going on in the world, their opinions are so valid and they're not always made to feel like that. And they are just as intelligent as little sponges absorbing everything so they get a chance. I think you're right. Um, I think the other thing as far as um, when we're talking about the future and with children is what have we really done? You know, we're, we're always coming up with a new committee or a new subcommittee or something like that. Um, another area that we need to get involved in, um, take, a, take a more active role in. And what are we really doing? I know we have the special ed committee um, or subcommittee. I've lost track of what's a committee, what's a subcommittee, what's a steering committee, what's a sub-sub. Um, the structure is um, irrelevant to the point. And that is how many of the um, children of today, blindness is not their primary disability. And But what's being done about that? And what are we doing to welcoming to welcoming welcoming in um, both those young people and their families? And I think that's a piece that we should be looking at that we're, that we're not as well. Um, you know, you look at the what there are of schools for the blind now, and so many of them are. Um, in you know that that the blindness yes they, they may be blind or low vision but they've got so many other health related issues and is there a place for them in our in our organization if there isn't there darn well should be i think <clears throat> and i thought i saw i do see another hand up Michael Smitham and the King of Exhibits. <laughs> You're very kind. Uh, no, I want to congratulate you on two years uh, of doing this show. I, I had been on as much as I probably should have, but I've enjoyed the ones that I've been on. And this one is really interesting. But... Uh, uh, I can say I agree with you 100%. I don't like the word disability uh, referred to uh, blind people as disabled. The only thing we can't do is drive. Uh, and in my case, at night, <laughs> like everybody <laughs> else does. But anyway, you had a great run, and I hope it continues. Well, thank you very much. Something I am going to say. Um, it's some of you may have noticed that for the last couple of weeks, I have not been posting um, visibilities to the ACB community list for a number of reasons. Um, but I think I'm going to go back to it and for one primary reason, and that is. The seniors who have been a major part of visibilities, who use the dial-ins, who dial in and need the 
link every week and or need to know what we're going to be doing on the show. I think taking visibilities off of community um, is probably unfair to them. So I will start the week after next putting it back on community. And um, that's that's probably swa- a good. One. Swallow a bitter pill, but I will probably. Do. Yep, I th- I think that's going to be a good thing. Wow, a positive that's yeah. view. That's that's good. Very good. It, it, it needs to be done. You know, I I can I can deal with issues um, that I think are are not right for, for someone else's benefit, and I, then it is for their benefit that I will do it. But I've made my point anyhow, which actually, in most cases, we've had um, very similar numbers, but it's the people that we've been missing that haven't been here that have been really gnawing at me. Yep. The idea that they've not been here. So I think uh, I'm going to go back on community with visibilities. Anyhow, I think that... um, Gonna just see, check the time. Twenty nineteen uh, minutes 19 to the hour. Minutes. We have nineteen minutes left. It's been quite the ride. It really has. Anyone who doesn't know about it, it's um it, it constantly getting updated, slowly but surely. Um, we do have a website. It's visibilities.net. Anyone who does want to be on the email list. Uh, is send an email to visibilities5050 at gmail.com. If you know uh, anyone that you think, please spread the word. Anyone you think that would be, some of these topics that we've talked about tonight um, would be of interest to them, spread the word. I would appreciate it. But more than anything, I want to thank all of the people who have made Visibilities what it's been for the last two years. And I'm going to continue tapping all of you to help make it continue for the next two years. Um, And with that, I want to thank you all and ask if anybody's got anything else that they'd like to add in or talk about. Before I do a little bit of a closing that's going to take a couple of minutes, I'm really very tempted to play two pieces. One takes four minutes and one takes three, and I'm really tempted to do those tonight. Um, I'll I'll say something that takes maybe 30 seconds. If it takes 45, then don't ever invite me back again. (laughs) Because, uh, you know, I, I came into this, this might take longer than 30, I came into this not knowing anybody. And, and I said, who is Terry? And I knew who Paul was because I'd interviewed him for Main Menu. But I said, who is Terry? And I began to listen to the show for several weeks. And I thought this would be fun to maybe get involved with to stream. Uh, because that's what I was doing for the most part. I was listening to a lot of calls, but most of it was because I was streaming. And needed to be there. And I began to be a fan of the show and enjoyed the topics that were a part of the show and the people who were a part of the show. And that's 
especially why I think uh, what you mentioned just a couple minutes is a good thing because there are people, some, who have not found the show, and and we need we need as many people as we can to find these shows as possible, especially this one as well, and and I think that we're going to find that there'll be some more people coming in who weren't here for a couple of weeks, and I think it's a terrific idea, and I'm glad to be a part of the show as a streamer, and I'm glad to have become a friend. And you have done a fabulous job of both. I, 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 everybody, it's, you know, it's like, well, I can't run the show without Larry to stream. And I do consider you absolutely a friend at this point. I didn't have a clue in the world who Larry Gassman was a year and a half ago. But boy, he's one heck of a good friend. Um, and the things that he does for visibilities, he's the one that's been posting all of our podcasts and streaming us and being a guest and joining in on the conversations. And you know, Larry's just done so much for visibilities, more, probably more than I do in many ways. And I want to, and I thank you very much, Larry. Thank you. And with that, I think we will, this, you know what? I was going to play something, but I think it's going to be available on Media 5, perhaps. It got streamed on Media 5 this morning, and I didn't expect it to. I was surprised when it was. Um, someday I'm going to learn that those only that you don't know that until that day. Um, on the Council of Citizens with Low Vision International, coffee hour this morning, we did a salute to veterans, especially the visually impaired veterans. And we didn't have a big turnout but one piece that I did do on it is um, for a member of ACB who was a member for a number of years. He's passed away since, and that was John Fleming. And his wife, Darian, had led me to some YouTube clips. And I edited out a good bit of it. And it's there. And... You want to see someone who had ACB in his, you know, who was really into ACB, take a a chance to listen to that. Um, Probably within the next week or two, I think it'll be on the cclvi.org website. Kathy King tends to put all of those, uh, a a lot of the programs she tends to put the recordings up to. Um, But I think you'll find it interesting from John. John was our blue skies person. John was a veteran from uh, the, he had been in the Air Force back in the early 60s. And as he lost his sight through uh, retinitis pigmentosa and his family did, um, he got into, well, he had gotten into it in in the Air Force, but after that he was our skydiver. And he's, I think he said on the recording this morning, he jumped 1,938 times. Most of that blind. Uh, and it's it's really a pretty good um, piece if anybody wants to listen to it. Uh, I know they, they did stream it on Media 5 this morning. Um, we do have one more hand raised. Debbie, Debbie's iPad. I'll bet Debbie wants to talk, not just the iPad. Well, I bet 
I bet I do. Um, I just <laughs> want to congratulate you on uh, two years of you know programming. I'm just recently started listening more, and you've done a great job. And if I missed the, if I can't uh, uh, listen, uh, then um, I'll listen to the podcast. So I just want to congratulate you on doing it, uh, the show for two years. Thank you very much, Debbie. I do appreciate that. And we all do. We all, you know, if it wasn't for everyone else being here, there wouldn't be any purpose in my being here, any point in my being here. And uh, so I just want to thank all of you. And remember that we are all one great community. ACB is, it's, I think after so many years, and it doesn't take too many, it sort of kind of gets into your blood. And we are all together. And so I am going to finish off this evening as soon as I finish setting up my screen share with something that I played um, earlier this year for you. We've had some great, some good shows. And I think I played part of uh, a tape that I have of Derwood McDaniel telling the story of the beatings of ACB. Um, we've done it some other tapes. One night I even played the entire, our theme song, Welcome In. I played the whole thing of that one night. But I played this one night. And this comes from back in 1997-ish, I think. I think it's seven, seven, maybe eight. Um, when Brenda Dillon and Dan, uh, Dave Trevino, um, put this song together. And I know Charlie Crawford loved this song. He used to, when he was executive director, you could often hear him just kind of humming it around the office. Um, and so I think it's time for us to end this evening. I want to thank you all. And if I can do this right, we are going to play the ACB song. Now I just got to get it to come up instead of screen share. All right, so now we hit start. And this should come up fine. We're a group that has a vision with pride and dignity, looking toward a brighter future where there's true equality, optimistic and determined to direct our destiny. Come and join us, change the world with ACB. ACB. We come in different packages and personalities With many skills and talents but few opportunities Just take an honest look at jobs that blind folks really do Teachers, lawyers, writers, business owners, just to name a few We're a group that has a vision with pride and dignity Looking toward a brighter future where there's true equality Optimistic and determined to direct our destiny Come and join us, change the world with ACB ACB We believe that there is more to life than working nine to five You've got to laugh and have some fun to really feel alive 
And when it comes to love and friendship, we can give so very much. We may be out of sight, but we're by no means out of touch. Hey, we're a group that has a vision with pride and dignity. Looking toward a brighter future where there's true equality. Optimistic and determined to direct our destiny. Come and join us, change the world with ACB. You've got to open up a box to be sure of what's inside. So don't label us as helpless before giving us a try. We're not asking for a handout, we don't want your sympathy. All we want is just a chance to prove our capabilities. We're a group that has a vision with pride and dignity. Looking toward a brighter future where there's true equality. Optimistic and determined to direct our destiny. Come and join us, change the world with ACB. We're a group that has a vision with pride and dignity Looking toward a brighter future where there's true equality Optimistic and determined to direct our destiny Come and join us, change the world with ACB Hey, we're a group that has a vision with pride and dignity Looking toward a brighter future where there's true equality Optimistic and determined to direct our destiny Come and join us, change the world with ACB Come and join us, change the world with ACB Thank you all. Have a safe and wonderful Memorial Day weekend and good night.